Oh boy, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Yep. <laughs> okay. So first things first, Sarno has mostly recovered from being a horse, of course. Nay. <laughs> he is now his greatest fear. The, the the movie fixed me. It's okay. <laughs> it's been half that movie downing water like this. <laughs> yeah, I drink I drank a staminon before I uh, got on here, so it's all right. Hey, all right, folks. I'm Strauss over there. Sardo the Magnificent. Hey, Master of Magic. I I'm the Sorcerer Supreme. It's true. I'm a sorcerer. We watched the Yakuza movie. Okay, I, I should rephrase that. We watched the Like a Dragon movie. I I'll admit I did kind of bully you into this, and I, I well okay. <laughs> I felt I I don't want to say you bullied me. I you propositioned me like a devil. I was like, all right, devil, I'll take your bargain. <laughs> I I just thought maybe we could check it out. And, and I said, yeah, all right. <laughs> and so and we wow. And suddenly it was a movie. So I think for six person, I should explain what the movie is. And, and not the <laughs> plot. And you'll understand why I'm why we're not going to talk about the plot much in this movie. Um, This is based after the first game. Yes. Which we have both played. Yes. And I will say about the first game's plot, it's fine. It works. It is It is all right. It's serviceable. It's a total... I would rank it in, like, the upper middle of Yakuza games. Huh. Like, I wouldn't... I, it's better than 3 in overall plot, because 3's plot gets kind of wackadoodle. <laughs> It's it's a fine place to start. It's a perfectly serviceable first game, memorable. Got all the things you want in a Yakuza game. It's just that there are better games out there. Yeah. And there's better Yakuza games. Like Yakuza 2. <laughs> or 7. Yes. Or 0. Definitely 7. Definitely 7. Or everyone's true favorite Yakuza game. Yakuza, insert that favorite game that goes here. Whichever your favorite is. And that's cool. But anyway, so the first game story is about how Kiryu, after getting out of prison, gets caught up into a giant like conspiracy of where 10 billion yen goes missing from the Tojo clan vaults, and he has to find it. Mm -hmm. While also discovering a small girl named Haruka, who will be important later, for the re yeah. aka the rest of his life. <laughs> this, this is... Kiryu in the, the early stages of becoming a dad. Which is hot. Yes. As he slowly grows hotter with age. Like a fine wine. The finest of wine these men are. And in doing so, it's caught up in the fact that the money was lent by a dirty politician named Jingu. Mm -hmm. And who we discover is also Haruka's dad. And Kiryu's ex-girlfriend, Yumi's former spouse who she divorced because he was a piece of shit and father of her daughter Haruka and yeah. that's really kind of it that's important his his sworn brother Nishiki is a part of this conspiracy because he's the one who took the money from the vault if I remember correctly and, 
Yeah. No, I explained all this because the movie doesn't. It the does e- not. The movie, in fact, doesn't really explain anything. Now, before we dive into the meat and potatoes of the movie itself, I want to talk a little bit about the director. Yeah, go uh, Takashi Miike. Takashi Miike is near and dear to my heart. He's he's made some movies, as you might imagine. Well, I, I want to pull him up, but I, the main one that comes to mind, uh, well, two. First one is Audition, this psychological horror thriller classic about a very scary lady. And you might also know him from such things as Ichi the Killer. Another Yakuza-related film with a crazy Yakuza man who dresses in really flashy clothes. He made 13 Assassins. He made fucking uh, a movie called Hostel, different from the Eli Roth one. But mm-hmm. the point is, he's he's made a lot of stuff. And he's pretty well known for kind of his flashy ultra-violence, very stylish kind of thrillers, especially related to things like crime and the Yakuza and what have you. So really, he was a great pick for making a Yakuza movie. I have uh, one question before we get started. Yes, sir. Have you seen 13 Assassins? Because I have. Yes, I have. It's a good movie. So, yeah, have you watched a lot of his stuff? I have definitely seen 13 Assassins. I don't remember much of it because I fell asleep halfway through. I wa- I made the mistake of watching it way too late at night. Mm. Um, you seen Ichi the Killer? Uh, no, I've not. I haven't watched a lot of his stuff. Yeah. But the point is... Oh, he also did um, an Ace Attorney adaptation. He also did a, jo- the jo- a JoJo's adaptation, too. He's been trusted with a lot of adaptations, and, uh, oh boy. <laughs> the, the point is, it, Takeshi Miike is sort of a weird director. Not, like, the worst choice ever for, for a Yakuza movie. Yeah, like, in a lot of ways, he was a pretty sensible pick. Mm-hmm. But... 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 We're gonna start with the first problem of this movie as an adaptation. Um, it doesn't explain what's happening ever. Like, I don't think they actually say Kira's name for, like, a good solid, like, 20 minutes. This movie takes the bold step of not telling the audience what the hell was going on. With with anyone, by the way. <laughs> not not yeah. just Kiryu's stuff, but, like, even the B-plot characters, like, uh, we don't know why they're here other than that they're here. Yeah, they they don't tell you anything. <laughs> but like a great point of this is there's a a bank robber, but these two dumb bank robbers, aka if Strauss and Sardo tried to rob a bank, <laughs> given life, it would go about as well as these two guys get when it comes to robbing a bank. But yeah, they were very comically inept. <laughs> they take up. They're not the worst of the B plot. They're just the dumber part of the B plot. Mm-hmm. The other, the worst part of the B plot is uh, this like boyfriend and girlfriend pairing. Who we don't learn 
both of their names until like the like halfway through the story. Yeah. And they're <sighs> They're doing this Bonnie and Clyde thing. The girlfriend's like, let's go rob places. I need to make a bunch of money for reasons. Uh they they go, they rob places, they buy a gun. They're they're both very inexperienced with this sort of thing. They're and it's, I'm I'm gonna say this nicely. I don't give a shit about that. I, I, I really it, don't give it, a shit. About no them. one does. There's they take up so much runtime, because when we first see them, it's when some guys attack Curie, which is normal. So like you you were remiss to think that these characters aren't like oh they're just like set dressing extras in a movie. They're not. Nope. <laughs> they are definitely not. They are. Damn near the main characters. They, I think they actually have as much, if not more, screen time than Kiryu does. They they say more words. They do. Which, mostly because they talk more. It's just funny because it feels like, because this movie doesn't bother, because the game sets up the whole story of what's going on in Yakuza 1. It it explains everything to you, and there's a difference between, in the, in the case of the movie, there's a difference between a film not spoon-feeding you the plot, you know, letting you figure things out for yourself, and then just flat out not telling you anything. Like, okay, so the character of Nishikiyama, Akira Nish Nishikiyama, who is actually emotionally super important to the plot of Yakuza 1. He's he's Kiryu's sworn brother, best friend, heterosexual life partner for like a good chunk of his Kiryu's pre-jail life. Yeah, basically from when Kiryu was a little kid to when they he, grew up together. They grew up together. They in the same orphanage where they couldn't dream because they're orphans. <laughs> to like when Kiryu was up until when Nishikiyama kills someone he shouldn't have in an understandable situation. Yeah, but, like he's justified in killing him. The guy had it coming. But, okay. But Kiryu, okay. Kiryu takes the fall to, to explain, just so we're clear, Kiryu is dating this girl named Yumi. Mm -hmm. uh, and their boss, well, not their boss boss, but like the guy above, like two steps above them. Their general manager. Yeah. Basically, uh, a man named Dai... Not Daigo. Um, what's his first name? It's Do I know it's Dojima, but what's his... Well, fucking... Oh, God, what's his first he's name? He's some Dojima guy. It, it, he's the head of the Dojima family, uh, clan. And he's he's important. Mm -hmm. So, so hey, Dojima. That's that's who we are. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's he's the patriarch of the Dojima family. And in the first game, he attempts to do some horrible things to poor Yumi. He he assaults Yumi. He assaults her. Doesn't get very far as far as we know. Mostly because but, but assaults her nonetheless. Assaults her because but thankfully for her, she doesn't get like it doesn't get any worse because Nishiki comes in and kills him. But the problem is he killed his boss. <laughs> and you know, regardless of the reason. 
that's still bad for Nishiki. That's still bad for Nishiki. And Kiryu, who's like, man, you did my girl solid, and you're my best friend, and basically my actual literal brother. I'm going to take the fall for you, because Kiryu is noble to his own detriment. Yes. So he goes to prison for 10 years. Which, you know, bad, but it's not, like, the worst thing on the planet. I mean, in in terms of, like, people who fare poorly in prison, you could do worse than being Kiryu. <laughs> in prison, the biggest guy tried to challenge Kiryu and then learned a very valuable lesson. Yes. He punched him but, one time and Kiryu didn't even notice. <laughs> but he, he gets out after ten years, and he's no longer he's no longer part of his family he's on his own and we pick up from there that's where that's where the events of one start yeah and all of that important details is not in the movie nope <laughs> at all not Nowhere even to be seen not, not even flashback to in like a throwaway scene it None when Nishiki first Nishiki doesn't show up until like the very end of the movie, and you'd be remiss to know who the fuck he is. If you did not play the first game and you asked yourself who the fuck is this character, you would not know who it is. And the only thing that gets mentioned at all is the fact that Kiryu was in jail. Yeah, like not not even what he was there for. <laughs> yeah, it like so much. So many of the it, it, key important details that should have been made in this movie are not in the movie. Instead, we hang out with these two bubbling chuckle fucks a lot who just kind of... Like, I, I'm sorry. I do not care about them. I do not like the fact that they took up so much runtime of the movie. It's, yeah. It, 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 I, I, <laughs> their, their scenes are easily the least enjoyable. Not only the least enjoyable, they also take up way more time than they have any right to. Yes. Because they're like if the movie was entirely about them, I would probably it'd be a bit different. But then it then it'd just be like run Lolo run but Japanese and somehow more and less weird. But it's it's very frustrating because they are essentially Takashi Miike's original characters and th that wouldn't be a crime in and of itself, but they are just I don't give a shit about them. The, the, I want to see Kiryu do the punch. The problem is, is that this movie is based after a game and we've played that game. So we know what happens and mm -hmm. very little of that actually happens. <laughs> yeah. With that said, um, there's another plot all the sack with a Korean assassin. I don't, Who I, I has... don't know why, why he's here. <laughs> I also has pretty much nothing to do with anything. He, I thought the guy, I thought the guy who played the assassin was kind of cool. No, really like, tall. He's this really tall dude in a trench coat. He's kind of neat, but he doesn't really. He surprisingly does a lot of important things, but not really in a way that makes you give a shit about him. Yeah, he's just sort of there. He kills the main villain of Yakuza One's plot, like unceremoniously shoots him. And then that's it. <laughs> and it's like, why are you here, man? Th that's kind of the problem with this movie is the phrase, why are you here? Is asked in many different contexts and ways. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? Why are you here? Why are you doing what you're doing? 
And so, yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. Really, I, I guess the best way for us to put it is the best way to describe it is, huh? The way I, I see it, and I said this when we were watching it, is it feels like Takashi Miike is that kid who was supposed to write a book report, and he put it off until the day before, and he read the Cliff Notes version, and he absorbed some of it. He absorbed maybe a couple of the characters and, like, maybe a few of the important plot hooks, and then he just made a bunch of shit up. Yeah, it, and it's, it's... he turned that in, and that was his assignment. <laughs> It's just really funny because it's such a, it's like not a, it's not the worst movie we've ever watched. I, and I'll say for, for what it's worth, I enjoy this movie. Oh no. I, I really do. It, it, what's so funny about this movie is that what it gets right frustrates you about the writing more. Cause it got the tone of the games right where it's like, it's sometimes it's very serious and at times it's utterly goofy. And there's just bits where I was thinking it's like this should have been in the games. <laughs> well, like a, a great we'll, example, we it's it's time that we talk about them. Yes, let's let's crack this egg. Anyway, okay, yeah, we need to talk about one Goro Kishitani as Goro Majima. Ooh, <laughs> same name. Sometimes and I just. He absolute chef's kiss. Yeah, <laughs> Goro Kishitani was picture perfect casting, and kind of picture perfect as the only thing wrong about him is that the eye patch is on the wrong side. But that's only because that's the eye heat that doesn't apparently work on his own personal person. So but really, it it makes sense, and it's like in, in a way, it's kind of pitch perfect that you're having like. An actor with, with a similar disability play that disabled character. Yeah, <laughs> which is neat. But basically the point is, he's... But outside of this, if our biggest complaint is the eye patch is on the wrong side. It's, that's a, and that's a non-issue. That's a non-issue. He is perfect. perfect. He, he get especially because this is... Like, Yakuza won Majima before all the character development. Mm-hmm. So this Majima is violent, weird, crazy. I, just just absolutely erratic. He there, There's a scene that I love where he and his boys are looking for Kiryu, and they're on the streets just raising hell, and they have a big fight. And at the end of it, there's like trash cans knocked over and like dudes lying on the ground and just shit all messed up. And, and then one of his, uh, one of his lackeys spits and he's like, you can't go spitting on the streets. And he, he beats his ass with the butt of a shotgun. And it's just perfectly Yakuza one Majima. And, you know, occasionally people ask the question. It's like, no, what's wait, your hold favorite on, hold on. You forgot so that you forgot the punchline of this joke is when the camera pans out and the whole oh, yeah. place is a mess from the fighting that they were doing earlier. Yes. And every one of his goons are just looking around like, uh, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. <sighs> but like sometimes people ask, it's like, what's your favorite take on Majima? Like zero Majima or like Ishin. And my answer is live action Majima. 
He's no, so perfect. He is especially like he is basically what Majima was in like the first two games or so. And and he's different in some interesting ways because like he doesn't he doesn't laugh or raise his voice. Like he's actually got like a pretty chill vocal range normally, but he's Majima in all the essential ways. Like he doesn't go he doesn't cackle, he doesn't do like kill you chad or any of that shit. What he does do is get the vibe of the character so perfectly in a way that just cannot be explained if you've never watched it. He he didn't understand the assignment. He he wrote the assignment. <laughs> the best way to really describe it is sometimes you just hit gold. Also, his goatee is very obviously drawn on with like pencil. <laughs> it's very <laughs> funny. It is very funny. With that said, it's it it's otherwise fantastic. He's fantastic. He every scene he's in is the best part of the movie, especially the part where they're driving away in an ambulance after he got his ass kicked by Kiryu. In one of the few scenes from the game that make it make it into the movie. Uh, what's it called? It, it, at the at the uh, yeah, the, batting, the batting cages at the batting cages, and he and he's like. Oh God! There's a war going on. Oh, we gotta go back. <laughs> and then he goes, it, like, while half beaten up, goes all the way into the front of the ambulance and starts beating up the drivers. And, and he headbutts one of them. Yeah. After note, and, he'd been hit in the head several times by Kiryu. <laughs> and he and he rips off his oxygen mask because he's on oxygen. Which is he like pulls it, <laughs> pulls it out. And, and he and he crawls over his dudes and yeah and he goes in there and he just grabs off the steering wheel after beating up the ambulance drivers yeah. and and I I love the bit where he's like, well uh you know, taxpayers pay for the ambulance right, and that's when he goes up there and it just it it absolutely tickles me. It's like Mike hit on one thing. And that is casting Majima because everyone else is like one of the biggest problems in this movie is everyone's suit looks like they it doesn't fit. It's everybody was wearing a suit at least two sizes too big for them. Yeah. Like <laughs> just too big of suits. But Majima pitch perfect casting. No notes. And Bring my my personal hypothesis for why he nailed Majima and nothing else. But besides the fact that Kishitani was a fantastic choice, mm -hmm. is just because Majima is so very much Mike's type. Because you you see it with um, his other one of one of his other Yakuza movies, Ichi the Killer. You have the character of Kakihara, who was also Ichi the Killer was originally a manga. Kakihara was very different, and in in the portrayal of him there. And, and he's played by Tadanobu Asano in this role. And uh -huh. iconic. Absolutely iconic. He's, he's the blonde fuck with the weird scars. And I think Mike just loves crazy gay Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's, I think that's what it is. He just, he saw Majima and he's like, oh yeah, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, and it, it, and he's good in that. We want to make that about clear. We're, we're praising Kishitai's performance because he nails it, like in a way that makes you go like, if you if we were to cast a, a new movie for this, he would be the only guy who returns, no questions asked. Yeah, no, he's he's it. Yeah, he is he's the it. guy, and he he does a great job, which is what makes this movie frustrating. Is that sometimes because... this movie nails it. Like, so hard. And other and times it fails so hard. The other bit I really loved that's non-Majima-related was the, the the bits with the Staminon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so for those who don't know, uh, this, the energy drinks you are a health item in the Yakuza series. Mm-hmm. So when Kiryu, who is, you know, coming off of fighting basically against Majima again to fighting yeah. uh, Nishiki, is getting his butt kicked. And right when he's and being... He, and he'd gotten, he'd gotten stabbed in the first fight. Yeah, he got stabbed and he's like, he's got a bleeding wound. You could see it. So this is not like an unestablished thing. And he's like, ugh. And then he just drinks it and then he beats everyone up. It's really great. <laughs> it's like, ah, yes, I too have pressed the pause menu and p- picked enough healing items to get myself back to full health. I also love that they include the, like, little heat mode flame special effects. Oh, and it looks so bad. It, it's so cheesy and, and so perfect. It, it's, 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 it's a weird movie in this regard because, like, there are parts about it that nail the Yakuza tone and feel so so well and then there are time because like you and i fight enough yakuza games to say like for all the serious crime drama bits this game is goofy as shit oh yeah like these side stories are comical and silly and weird stuff just happens all the time and then then it's like back to the serious plot of where bad things happen yeah, and it's there's there's a lot of whiplash there, and in in the games, you can definitely work with that whiplash because it's just you you know that that's that's just part of it. Well, there's that aspect of when you play the game, you have the ability to like space all this stuff out. Like this is side content that you do for fun versus. But when you want to, that when you don't want to go to the plot or you need a breather, mm-hmm. whereas in a movie it's incredibly whiplashy because you're only you like this movie's not that long. It's like a little under. It's like an hour and forty five minutes in terms mm-hmm. of what's actually the movie, discounting credits. And it's harder to be charitable with the movie because you just don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, it, like, the pro- that's the biggest problem in the movie is that, like, nothing is explained and not in, like, the... And it's not like, oh, we cut the, f- the faffing about from a game. Because some games, like, there's a lot of faffing about. Oh, yeah. Th- this one is a case of, oh, God, shit, man. What the fuck's happening? It feels like they they cut out significant bits of stuff that 
could have made more sense of the story. Like, if you cut the all the, like, the B-plot characters and just inserted, like, ten minutes of just... Just, like, tell us, like... Just tell us why things are happening. This movie would make, like, a hundred times more sense. It's, like, slightly more about Nishiki, maybe? (laughs) Nishikiyama, who, in the original game, is one of the most key and important parts of driving the plot. Mm Mm-hmm. Doesn't appear until, like, after most of the movie is done. And it's noticeable, because when he first showed up, he peers up for, like, five seconds, you're like... And it's very clear he's important, because he's in the middle of the screen, and he's like, looks all important, and he he did nothing. And, And also, I... And I remember this from, like, years back, watching this movie with another friend... When when Nishiki finally makes his big appearance and he's he's standing there in the Millennium Tower waiting to fight Kiryu, just laughing our asses off because he just looks so fucking like he's there in his in his white pants with his sad face. And you know the funny part is like the ultimate bad guy. The, the guy who's the most, like, important for being the bad guy, mm-hmm. Jingu, it doesn't say a word. I don't think he has a single line in this movie. He just shows up. You, you, you just see him once or twice. And... <laughs> and then he dies. Like, this is the guy who's the cause of all of... Like, because Nishikiyama in the original game is can be best described as the heavy. He's the one who carries the plot. But the ultimate villain, he's the Darth Vader of the story. It, Nishiki's the one that you, you really care about. Like, I mean, care about in terms of like, you, you understand a little bit of like his history with Kiryu and you, you feel for him because even though he does some shit, it's like, you understand how he got to that point. Yeah. But it's just really funny that they just skip all of yeah. that. Like, just fuck it. Like, fuck it. Any of any of the establishment. It's like, no, we need this B plot with these bank robbers and these two young people. <laughs> it's it's just so funny because it, it's not even that it's bad. It's just it feels like there's no reason for this to be here. Mm-hmm. It's like if I ever worried about writing my own Yakuza characters, at least they're not these two motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have OCs, don't feel bad about them. They are undoubtedly significantly better than those characters. <laughs> it's true, Joker. <laughs> also, I want to drop the other thing. We're we're gonna do kind of a. A compliment negativity sandwich here. Oh, okay. uh, I want to talk about the dog. I want oh, to yeah. talk about the dog. Yeah, let's talk about the dog. It's a cute dog um, right there. <laughs> the the fat Shiba Inu was my favorite, second favorite character. I I love this dog. I'm pretty sure his name is Mame. I couldn't find anywhere to confirm that, but I'm pretty sure that's his dog. name. It's a cute dog right there. <laughs> and. 
I, I know they had to have like a couple different Shivas playing this part because he gets fatter in every consecutive scene he's in. He's like a, a pretty normal sized Shiba at the beginning. And then by the end, he is just, he's chunky. <laughs> He's a good he's boy. He's so chunky. He's a good boy right there. And he's just... And he survives. No, he, no he's, he's fine. He, he's not in the movie enough to get hurt. But it's just... Well, like, he does basically survive a building explosion. Well, or at least is there in the aftermath. I'm not sure if he was in there to begin with. It's hard to tell. I like to think he was, and that he was just tough enough to survive it. Uh... But I love that dog. <laughs> It's a good dog right there. Takes an explosion like no problem. Not afraid or anything. Yeah. I guess if we were to sum up our thoughts on this movie, like legitimately, it would be mm -hmm. vibes correct, nothing else is. I I love this movie because it's it's zero accuracy, but perfect vibes. It's and like... I I think it's like a bad cover of a song where the music's still, like, great. No. Yeah. Oh, you know what it's like? Mm. I'm going to ask you a really strange question. You know the band of okay. Marth, right? Oh, yeah. Did you ever hear their cover of the song Aerials by System of a Down? Yes. Th that's the song equivalent of this movie. Yeah. Where it's like, this is weird. The vibe somehow still fits. But also not really at the same time. It, it's like, I can say with absolute certainty, Takashi Miike didn't watch or play more than 15 minutes of Yakuza tops. Like, he he does not have a damn clue what's going on in that game. And I love him for it. I And, and that's the funny thing is, like, me personally... I'm not really bothered at all that, like, there's really not very much of the actual Yakuza plot or story involved in this. It's it's very much just the window dressing, but I really, really enjoy this movie. It's It's comforting. It's like a big bowl of beef stew on a cold night. <laughs> like, I don't care that doesn't, like, as a movie... I would say that it's bad. I kind of, like, what it really makes me want to do is that I wished it, Mike was allowed to just, like, do a movie about shit that happens around Camaracho. Yes! Because like, that would be get, a much better movie than the movie he made. Get him on a side story movie. Yeah, just, like, let him do a movie about just the random happenings in this one part of Tokyo where weird shit just always happens. Also, personally, because I feel like this character was made for Mike's work, I'd love to see Mike do, like, a short film about Nishitani. <laughs> but, no, no, I'm, I'm not just saying that. No, I, I want you to think. I, Strauss, you laugh. I want you to think <laughs> no, about I that. No, I laugh though. because that's like, what, like, it's good. I was like, sorry, I was going to talk about Nishitani. And it's yes, like, yes, Nishitani. I am. I'm like, no. yep. But uh, no, I'm not disagreeing with you, by the way. I just think it's funny no, that I know think you think about well. it, though. No, no I, I, I think like him just doing a bunch of random stories about random Yakuza characters. 
and yeah. like what their daily lives were like would be a much better movie. Get get him on like a story of like a couple of like the backstories of some of the zero characters. That would be so good. Like basically the best way to put it is do a different movie than the one that like let him just do like Camaracho the movie. Yeah. Not not have a plot. Don't be one of those movies where there's like a lot like a through a plot through line just bunch of random like or like an anthology movie. Yeah, an anthology movie would be great. Yeah. Just something I, I other like than having to follow the plot of, of the first game because it's, it's like because the whole climax of the movie is this fight between Nishki and it's just like who? Who is this guy? And, why why are we here? And the, and the feeling I get is just that like Mike does not strike me as having been terribly interested in that story. It's like, okay, whatever. That's what makes it really you weird. Know. The other thing I wanted to talk about yeah. while we're on this, um, in terms of just Mike doing stuff that Mike does very well, I want to talk about the, the homosexual undertones of this movie. I, I got to talk about that. Um, no and I'm I'm going to preface this by saying I'm like in terms of pairings and everything. I'm actually not a very big Kiryu Majima person. I, you know, I, I get why people see it. I, I totally understand. It's it's not my thing. So I'm not seeing this with like shipper goggles, but like this was there was shit in this movie that was so sexually charged and I'm I'm so glad that he went that route. We I think a lot of us have seen the scene. Well, I know I have. I can't Majma, say I haven't. I watched the movie. I, I I would hope you had. You you watched this movie with me, Struss. No, but I, you you know the one I'm talking about. Yes, yes I am. And like Majima beats Kiryu's ass. And then he climbs on him and with with his crotch in Kiryu's face, loving close-up of Majima's leather-clad groin, he, he goes to stab Kiryu. And it's there's like pink lighting, it's it's in a it's shot in a brothel. <laughs> Sadly, it's not how that brothel scene went in the original game, but we'll talk about it in we, a second. We, yeah. But I don't know, Strauss, what do you think as, as maybe somebody with a slightly different perspective from mine? Like, what, what was your view of the that bit of it? Well, it's just funny. There was no other reason to put his legs around his head other than to be gay. It, it was very gay. And I also noticed, too, during the fight scene leading up to that, when they're in the hallway... Majima goes to pin Kiryu to the wall and, like, slams his crotch against Kiryu's. And it's like, you did not need to do that. I know you didn't need to do that, but you did it. The only downside with this brothel fly scene is it isn't set up like how it's in a game where Majima drives a truck, dump, a pink dump truck through the front entrance. I wish we'd gotten the pink dump truck. I'm very sad that we didn't yeah, have that. Yeah, instead we got I, this they... really weird scene... We, we got a helicopter instead. <laughs> a, heli a, a CGI helicopter flying through, like, 
downtown Tokyo way too close to anything to be and it, it legal. it doesn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there's, there's bits and bobs of this movie that really capture what Yakuza's intended to be. Yeah, there is and... aspects to this movie that are perfect. Mm-hmm. And then there's aspects of these movies that are very much of this movie that is very much not. And it's, well, a, and, it's, and it's, it's an interesting viewing experience. Yeah, and and it's interesting too with with the entire interplay, like the interplay of sex and violence and that because it's again it's something we see in some of his other movies, and I think it's nice that he brought it over to this because it's like yeah, that's 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 a good choice. Yeah, you I, you did good. I wouldn't recommend this movie, not because I think it's bad, but because like. If you watch it without playing a Yakuza, the first Yakuza game, you're going to be so confused. Yeah, play the game. Play the game, and if you're like, if if you're like, I want to see maybe the, like, perfect version of Majima IRL, then you watch this movie. Or you can just watch all the Majima scenes. You, you, you won't miss much else. Yeah. Because the curious scenes this aren't is... that long. <laughs> And okay, we don't we didn't really talk about Kiryu in this very much it's not really in because movie. there's not really a whole lot to say about him. Like and not it, not because the actor is bad; he's just not really in the movie much. And and also like the the actor did a fine job. He he did a very fine job, but for one thing, he neither looks nor sounds like Kiryu. He's not big enough. He's he's too small. <laughs> He's he's a very like average sized guy, and Kiryu is very distinctive looking. <laughs> yeah, like this is not his fault, obviously, because he's not crafted like a video game character. I just it, it's weird that he's just not in the movie that much, which is the real weird part to me. Yeah, and and this this just feels so much like the the writers being kind of bored with Kiryu as a character, which is a shame. Because he's not a boring character. He's not. I, I kind of get it if you weren't interested in him after the first game. Because this came out like the same year the first the game came out. And we're obviously approaching these characters after like 17 years of games coming out. Yeah. Like, but we're coming with the knowledge of 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7... You know, a couple of spin-offs with these characters in different contexts. So And for, this just for us it's weird. And this just feels like something that was written by a Majima fan. And I love Majima. Very very clearly, I am also a Majima fan. But but uh, the type of Majima fan who is like, well, Kiryu's boring. And he doesn't do anything interesting. It's the type of person who can't appreciate uh, the what Kiryu is in all of this, which mm. is the straight man. Yes. Like, once you understand that Kiryu's whole job is to be the serious one in all of the comedy, then once you realize that's his purpose... That's when you start realizing how fun he is. 
that's when you realize how great Kiryu is as a character. And and that way you can kind of dig into Kiryu's own hidden silliness. Like how he isn't very good at certain things and the, and the game writers love putting him into those situations. Also, sometimes he eats worms. I, I think that's that's my main beef with this movie is that Kiryu didn't eat worms in this. <laughs> I think a proper Yakuza movie should have that. Uh, in the end, I would say movie is like a six out of ten. Interesting, though. <clears throat> it's the type of movie that if you're a Yakuza super fan, you've probably already watched it. Mm-hmm. And if you're, like, becoming a Yakuza super fan, yeah, go ahead and watch it. You, you'd understand what's going on, so you at least have the backstory so you don't need the rest of it. And you could just enjoy the movie for what it is. Yeah. Because I feel like if you're going into this without knowing anything, it's a terrible adaptation. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, just awful. It, it explains it's, it's, nothing. It's, a, it's garbage at telling any sort of story. But if you're going in, like, wanting, like, a silly little time for less than two hours, it's perfect. And I and think, I think by, and, by and large, if you're already a fan of the Yakuza series, you've probably got enough of a sense of humor to enjoy this movie with its faults included. <laughs> like, there's this one part where, there's, where both Majima and Kiryu are shooting at each other with guns. But they ran out of bullets, but they're still trying to shoot each other, and it keeps going for like a solid minute. <laughs> that's what, that's how if you can understand why that scene's hilarious and perfectly accurate to these two characters, you're ready. Yeah, it's like just don't take it too seriously, and you'll be fine. Yeah, it's it it, it it's it's a bit of a surreal comedy in the end, but I feel like that's enough on the movie because. Well, the movie doesn't want to explain anything. Why should we? A, a salient point, my friend. So, Sardo, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. The hell are you watching? You know, not a whole lot as of lately, but I'll tell you what I got cooking right now. Ooh, what you cooking? Your boy is downloading Baldur's Gate 3 right now well, as well, we speak everyone, i'd like to apologize for the sudden disappearance yeah. of my co-host for the next four um, years <laughs> i i'd like to say strauss it's been great knowing you it's been a great time on the podcast i'm gonna miss it but you know you you understand <laughs> luckily for sardo jokes aside i just know what sardo's gonna be doing in his free time now when he's not doing stuff yes with me. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm I'm so excited. I I can't wait. I'm I'm so ready, dude. I'm so ready. I've already been a fan of this stupid game and I haven't even played it yet. So I, all I'm, really... I'm going to ask out of you is tell me how it runs on PS5 because I have no idea. You got it. Cuz I've been playing on PC and I've played CRPGs on a console before. Not a huge mm -hmm. fan personally. Yeah. Just because it wasn't really designed for it, but who knows? If it runs well, then hey, good for them. We'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'll give you my review. Yeah. But in the meantime, anything else interesting? Um You know, 
not not a whole lot of note things things have been kind of busy so i really haven't had a chance to do a whole lot else but that's that's my big thing and i'm really looking forward well i know i know you're gonna like it because i've liked it too yes what about you um let's see i recently finished oh i know what i did i finished uh the dlc for cyberpunk 2077 just the other night yeah i finished the phantom liberty and i'd say is uncool game don't make me make those kind of decisions uncool of you man don't worry. Oof. I'm not saying for those who wondered why I'm not going in depth is because Sardo knows my stream schedule that after at some point at the end of this year, I'm going to be starting Cyberpunk 2077 for stream. Yes. And it's just like this game, the, the DLC gives you some hard ass decisions to make that aren't they're hard. So give us an update. How's mean Keanu in this? I, I'm going to be honest. A friend of mine who's been playing it alongside me, I, I, I was much more farther ahead because they were playing like the whole game again to get used to the new, the update dated mm-hmm. version of the game. Said it very well. And it says Keanu can't act. It needs to be dumped in a ditch. Because he's like I, I really appreciate him it, as Johnny Silverhand more and more by the day. Because there are parts of this I, game where he just mm, chef kiss. Good for him. Like there's a point where it's because the main major decision is picking which side between two characters, and he basically goes, "It's like, man, I don't know. You're dealing with two people who are doing things for the right reasons." but will refuse to change their ways. Ooh, that's tough. Oh, it's tough. And you'll see it eventually. You'll notice. Well, very good. I look forward to you it. You'll notice, Sardo. Joko. Joko. You're going to see it. You're going to see it eventually. It's going to be so fun. Oh, I can't wait until you get to meet mean Keanu. <laughs> Oh, mean Keanu. It's going to be fun. But yeah, no, it, it's fun. New stuff, new gigs. Uh, you're going to like uh, what Mr. Hands looks like. All right. But yeah, it's it was really fun. If, if you were like, I don't know, is Cyberpunk worth playing now? It is. All right. It, it's a fun game. It does its thing. I like it. It's a good game. Yeah. Let's see, anything else I've been doing? I'm going to be finishing up uh, Ishin finally. Mm-hmm. God, it, I'm going to say this sort of too many games this year. You know, like, it was so bad that I, that even Boulder's Gate 3 got supplanted by a new game coming out. Damn. Like, that Armored Core 6 came out. I'm like, I gotta play Armored Core now. <laughs> I can't stop. There's a lot going on. It's, it's a good year for video games. Um, oh, uh, we uh, know for a fact that Spy Family's coming back. That's fun. And and we got to see the new uh, the new opening. The new opening. It's very uh, cute. It's cute. It's not. I like the second opening more. Yeah, me too. Well, that's only because like there's uh, people have like dissected. It's like. We're pretty sure some of these scenes are from Lloyd's point of view, and it's like soft mm-hmm. focus filter on all of his family, of his, uh, 
we're gonna say fake family with quotations family. because uh, spy family's weird and i think you're gonna agree with me when i say it where it's like i've never seen a show where the hetero pairings are the ones people like the most like like vehemently want the the man and the woman to kiss because <laughs> i've it's rare you, you know that's a good hetero pairing. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of the last time I was part of a fan base where the biggest and most popular pairing was actually the main couple and on purpose. Like, legitimately, when was the last time I was in something like that? Probably not for a while. I'm, not, I'm trying to think, but because it's like, not Final Fantasy VII, you fuckers. You know who you are. And when I say, and I mean this in, in in a kind and supportive way, the the grip that your forger has on the collective dick of the world. Oh, it's great. For once, it's as some. I think you agree with me. When, I believe the phrase you want to use is, as said on Twitter, it's really nice for this year for this year's seasonal wife to actually be over the age of twenty five. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> we love your. She's she's wonderful. It's so rare for like a heterosexual couple in a show to not only A be popular but B actually perfect. Just just fucking cute. Cute as hell. She's cute. Their daughter's cute. They're a cute couple. I love this family. 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 I, I, no, zero notes needed. No. Yes, agreed. Other than, no, actually, there's one note. And that hmm. note is, yes. <laughs> this series is everyone waiting for them to actually just kiss for real this time. Now, kiss. It, 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 it's incredible. Because, like, you and I have been on the internet for a long, long time. A very long time. Do not cite the deep magic to me, witch. <laughs> but it's like, what are some of your, like, childhood, like, these were the things I was in stuff where you were on the internet for? Naruto. Oh, that definitely, that heterosexual pairing was not only not number one, but also, like, faith. Masashi Kishimoto can't write a fucking woman to save his ass. It's not even that he can't write a woman. It's just that he can't write a romance to save his ass. I would say he also can't write a woman. I, I, I love a lot of his female characters, I, I, but in this I, game, I want to save I, them. I wasn't saying you were wrong. I'm just saying he can't even write a romance either. He can't write either of them. Which is fine. You don't need to be good at either of those things. It's just really but, bad when that's your end game at one point. And and also, like, you shouldn't be, like, the it thing of the moment if you can't do either of those things and you have them anyway. But anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. I am reliving old dramas right now. <laughs> we could talk about Naruto a different night. But yeah, it's like, Ble actually, Bleach is an interesting case. Because I don't really think... Hmm. I'm not as familiar with Bleach fandom as I am with Naruto fandom. Despite being in neither fan base, which is the funny part. 
I want to say Bleach fans were not as aggressive, but that's probably just because I didn't see the worst of it. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't. I think you're right. I think they were. More, I think their problem was deciding who was going to be final girl. Yeah. That, that part was intense. I remember that one. I, I remember I, I remember a lot of hatred for Orihime, which sucked. And she's she is not my favorite character in Bleach. Not we by a long know shot. Who your favorite is. Yes. It's Mayuri. Yes. I, I that I realized that was a joke and that was hundred percent accurate. I wasn't meant you know to be me. accurate. I mean I it You is, know me. You, you love the weird creepy scientist oh i have to show i have to send you a thing then all right but yeah i but think it, it was it, it was a rough lot in life being in in a shonen fandom in the early aughts that is was. what i'm trying to say i was there but i wasn't into any of those shows so it was a very fascinating existence oh man it was rough it was rough, Joker. It was very rough, Joker. You were mean to the girls. They were so mean no, to the girls. For no reason other than internalized misogyny. Which we've talked about before in a different episode, actually. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. I, I could go on about this forever. It, it, it might, it, this will be a topic that we somehow, that we come back to. I Like, I promise that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just, it, it, it will. But I think, uh, let's see, anything else I've been up to? I have to read Roadside Picnic. Ooh. Uh, do you know anything about Roadside Picnic? I do. Well, then you know that it's also the basis for the for the game stalker yes get so. out of here stalker <laughs> <laughs> oh i forgot the other thing I, I i lied there was another thing i picked up recently uh golden kamui oh yeah, yeah that that's very for you oh yeah it's just like you know i keep seeing these these old fuckers on my timeline i want to know more about them so i started reading it it's pretty cool a guy fought a bear yeah I like it so far. Yeah, I hear it's. Uh, I hear it's very, very good. Yeah, I, it's I definitely like it so far. dropped in popularity as of late. I don't know if that's because it's like finished or what. Because, as you know, sometimes when like a thing drops in popularity, it's just because it stopped being the thing of the moment, and sometimes mm -hmm. it's for reasons. <laughs> I don't know. I think. From from what I have heard, there is some like eyebrow raising shit in it, but it's like I don't know. Well, no, I like, don't know. In fairness, when I say reasons, I should explain that to people. That mean that could mean anything. That's that's a catch all for either the writing went down the drain, or it's just or like something with the author, or it just lost popularity. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I I'm just getting into it about five years late, as is my way of doing things. Yeah, you're not and the first I'm person. Enjoying... You're not even the only one who's done that before. I'm enjoying it so far. Well, that's it's, good. it's pretty good. Definitely a very for you thing. 
Oh, yes. But I feel like uh, that's a good place to wrap things up. Sardo, where so. can they find you? Well, you can find me on several places. I'm still on Twitter. I will be going down with the sinking ship. I am at Autopsy Garlands on Twitter. Marquis Belial is my art account. And I'm also on Blue Sky under Uncle Death. Uncle Death with a K. And also on Twitch. Also under Uncle Death. And you can find me on Sundays. Not Sundays. On Mondays. I'm sorry. Well, you streaming th- art. In fairness, you could, you do are, have a tendency to be found on Sundays streaming. In in a different place. But you instead are on my Twitch channel, which is Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays on at Almighty Strauss. I'm at Almighty Strauss on Blue Sky and on Twitter. Yes. I don't have an art account because I don't draw. Streaming is your art. I, I I guess it's performance, so yeah, I'll I'll take it. Yeah. I I'm and your least problematic streamer. And we're we're having some fun right now. You're streaming Yakuza Seven. Yeah, we've had a very Yakuza filled like past four weeks. <laughs> it's been wonderful. I've really enjoyed it. You're like, this is great. We need to do this more often. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm... yeah. I'm happier than a mom on Dollar Margarita Night at Applebee's. Woo! <laughs> but yes, uh, come see us uh, for your guys' tomorrow, for me on several days from now, as we uh, play more Yakuza 7. And later tonight, I'm... for all y'all, Sardo will be streaming. So look out for that. 8.30 p.m. Yay. Eastern Standard Time, 6... 30 p.m. his time in the mountains. I, I look forward to it. We look forward to seeing you. Have All a good right. night or a good day or whenever you're listening to this or when I post this. Because that <laughs> that remains to be seen when I remember to upload. Have a good time. Have a good day. And No, that's not how those lyrics go. Fuck. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. I'm going to leave. We're going to leave on my failings. <laughs> Bye.